you. I'm going to start reading 1 Corinthians chapter 2. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus, the one who was crucified. And my message and my preaching was very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Yet when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God, his plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. And I read all that to get to this part of it. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thought except God's own spirit. And here's the key verse. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given, has freely given us. So let me just say this, because we've been singing it all night. How much more of God do you want? <laughs> How much do you want? Are you satisfied with where you are in your walk with the Lord? Oh, boy. Are you satisfied? This is not questioning. I'm not questioning your salvation, your commitment, or your love to God. It is how much more do you want of him? How much more do you want of him? This speaks of surrender, and it speaks of passion. Are you willing to surrender? Can, God, can you allow God to increase your passion? Sometimes we say, I don't know if I have enough room, but I believe God has the ability to increase our capacity to surrender, increase our capacity to operate in more passion and receiving more from him and drawing nearer and closer to his heart. <laughs> Are you satisfied? There is so much more of God we have access to. Oh, you need to hear what I'm saying. He said, now listen, said, no one knows the spirit of a man except for that man. And he said, no one knows the spirit of God except for God. Spirit of God. And he says he knows the spirit. He knows God's heart. He knows the spirit of God. God's spirit knows his heart. He knows the deep things of God. And then he just does a, does a, a backflip and says, check this out. Now you have received that spirit. <laughs> oh, you don't hear me tonight. Now you have received that spirit. That means that you and I have an access to God that nobody else has. That means the spirit that, was, that is within us has the ability to get into the very core. Oh, I like that word. The very deep parts of God. And we can draw out his very best. You want to know what's going on in the heart of God? All you have to do is draw upon that spirit that is within you. 
Wow, it's amazing. Hebrews, listen, it says, Matthew 5, 6 says, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. My question is, are you filled? Have you had enough? I need more of God. I don't know about you. I need more of his presence in my life. I need to access. As a matter of fact, it goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 12, it says something like this. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. This is verses 15 and 16. For he faced all the same testings we do. <clears throat> Yet he did not sin. So, my brothers and sisters. So all of you who are holy, all of you who are righteous, all of you who are redeemed of the Lord, all of you whose hand is upon God, God's hand is upon your life, all you anointed ones of the most holy God, do you want more? Because God says this, you can come boldly to my throne. You have access to God. <laughs> my question is, do you want more? My question is, are you satisfied? You ever go to a restaurant and you, you guys, uh, you go to a restaurant and you get a steak, and it's just a good steak. You know what I'm talking about. I went to culinary art school, and my wife does not like going out to eat with me when somebody serves me a steak. Because <laughs> I like my steak medium. And I know you can keep, cook a steak medium from one end to the other. And if they bring it to me where it's medium in the middle, I'm going, oh, waitress. This is not medium. And my wife says, no, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. And yes, you're going to have to take this back and get me another steak. And they'll bring me another one. And it's not the way I want it. And she says, he's going to do it again. And they bring me back another steak. And this time, the manager comes with the steak. <laughs> So, and ultimately I get what I'm looking for. The thing is, there are times, well, glory, that we sit down and we'll have a meal and we say, man, I'm full. And I, I've had enough and I don't need any more. Do you know that your food will digest and then you'll want more? You see, every day. The, the Bible says something like this. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And he says that you can't eat on yesterday's revelation. You need something fresh every day. So what you digest today, tomorrow you're going to be hungry for more. So if you're digesting what you're digesting in God today is one thing, but what you're going to need to digest from God is something different come tomorrow. So my question is, how much more do you want of God? You know, are you satisfied with where you are in your walk? Here it is. Uh, are we here? Now, let me, I said, I wrote this down, and I didn't know, it, maybe Pastor Rodney might get mad at me for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> so, are we here for the experience or for the access? I believe that we can come just for the experience. I love the worship. I love the people. I love that, but... Are you coming here for the experience or the fact that you actually have access to the Holy of Holies? That you have access to the King of Kings? When we come here corporately, it's not just an experience. God is here. He have, we just, we've just entered into the Holy of Holies. You have, what we just did in worship, I mean, I was standing over there on the side and said, Oh, Lord, what is going on here? The doors opened up and we stepped in. We're right in the very presence of God. So what that says is if we have access, we can begin to ask. 
We can say, Lord, you don't know what I'm going through. Oh, God. Oh, Father, help me today in this moment because we're boldly at the throne of grace and we can find mercy and we can find grace in our time of need. We're right here, right now. You don't have to leave the same way. You can receive all that God has to offer tonight because you just entered into an amazing access to our God. So my word today, my word to you today is get off the plateau. Ouch. (laughs) You know, the plateau is that thing where you say, are we there yet? (laughs) And once you're there, you go, we made it. Or let me say it this way. Plateaus are benchmarks in our lives to remind us of the victories. They are a place of rest. It is all that it took for you to get there. And so what it is, is you're climbing in your walk with God. And you're climbing. And you get to a place and you struggled and you wrestled. And you get to this one place where it's a plateau and you go, Oh, Lord, I'm there. I made it. This is great. I'm going to sit down here and rest. But how much more of God do you want? Because, because there comes a place, there comes a time when you say, Okay, I'm here. Now I've got to move on. You can't stay where you're at when you're in the kingdom of God. You can't settle for right now. You can't settle for, listen, I made it here, but listen, there's more. There is more. Saints, there's more that God wants to give you. There's more that God wants to expose to you. There's more for you. There's more for me. The idea is that when we get on the plateau, we just like, this is great. I don't have to do anything. And listen, what plateauing means is that you get to a place where you're just saying, I'm satisfied. I don't really want to go any further, God. I'm satisfied with my Christianity the way it is. I'm going to make it in. This is enough for me. Lord, I don't need any more than that. I love you. You know that. I'm going to pray. And I'm doing all the things that are necessary, Lord. So I am just satisfied with being here. And I'm saying, get off the plateau. I'm saying, start to climb again. Be encouraged in your heart. There's more. Be encouraged in their heart that God's hand is upon your life to do great things. Be encouraged in your heart that God loves you and has a purpose, plan, and destiny for your life. That you don't have to settle for this plateau. There's another one you need to get to. There's another benchmark for you to make. There's another goal for you to reach. Don't settle for this plateau. Reach out to God for something just a little bit more. Hallelujah. There's more benchmarks, there's more plateaus, and there's more mountains to conquer in your life. I'm just asking you not to settle for where you are. Do you want more? What do you want? We who, listen, the Bible, Romans 12, 1, 2 says, um, 12 and 1 says that, well, let me read Tim, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 12. It says, indeed, all who delight in pursuing righteousness are deter- and are determined to live godly lives in Christ Jesus will be hunted and persecuted because of their faith. That's the amplified of that. And, and what it says in Romans 12, 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. There comes a place of surrender where we won't settle for nothing less. We, we can't settle for where we are. You can't leave this room the same way you walked in. 
I, I implore you, don't leave the way you came. Say, Lord, I need more. Can you say that with me? Lord, I want more. Yeah. Hallelujah. See, because when, once you've made that decision to follow Jesus, once we make that decision, we'll always have trials. We're going to go through a few things. Some of y'all, listen, when you decide to surrender, when you decide, you say, Lord, I want more, you're going to deal with a few things. Most of us don't want to go through anything. I'm satisfied. That's enough, God. Lord, <laughs> let me get out of 2023, please. You know, I don't want any more. I don't want to have to go through any more. But if you want more, you're going to go through more. Second yeah. <sighs> Corinthians Listen to what it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I'm going to read just a couple of verses. I kind of jumped around. It says, therefore, since God in his mercy has given us a new way, we would never give up. You can't give up. Don't throw in the towel. I remember when I used to play basketball in Newark, New Jersey, and if you didn't have any game and you got on the floor and you did something stupid, they would throw a towel on the floor and say, you're done because you have no game. Get off the floor. It's, you know, and they throw the towel in on you. And I'm saying, we can't give up. You can't give, If you want more from God, when you get pressed, when you hit the wall, get a sledgehammer and knock it down and go on through. You can't give up. Therefore, you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. Listen to what it says. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger. I just stop right there. And that's the word we don't want to hear. You know, this is dangerous. Well, nobody told me serving Jesus was going to be dangerous. Wait, wait, wait. My life is, wait, hold on. This is as far as we need to go. I'm at the point where it says, do not pass, go. Do not collect $200. I'm going no further. And he said, listen, the moment, you guys understand what I'm saying to you. The day you made the quality decision. To accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You young folks, the day you said, yes, Lord, that you're going to suffer persecutions. You made a decision to say, listen, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love you. you, the, enemy, you the devil is now your enemy. Please understand, we're not the first congregation that the devil's looked at that's full of people that love, love God. And he's going to fight you tooth and nail. You have now become his enemy. And who cares? He can't beat you anymore. <laughs> so let me say this too. <laughs> so the thing is, we need to identify our enemy. Paul does a great job. He says this, Ephesians 6, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, enemies, but against evil rulers, against the authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. This is a spiritual battle, folks. Yeah. <laughs> we know, and so God is that. You know, Daniel did this thing where he prayed, and Pastor Robbie just talked about that. He prayed for 21 days, and the angel 
showed up. He said, listen, the moment you prayed, the answer was dispatched. But I had a fight. I had to fight to get here. Please understand, this is a spiritual battle. The enemy wants your life. Jesus told, uh, uh, told Peter, he said, listen. He said, the enemy hates you. He desires to sift you as wheat. How much more do you want of God? How much are you, you know, sometimes we get to the precipice of, 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 of greatness in God and we say, Lord, I don't want to go any further. And we find ourselves backing off the hill and say, Lord, I can't go. I can't make that jump. I can't extend myself. Listen, this goes from the greatest in this house to the least in this house. All of us need more. All of us need more. And so, <laughs> so we need to identify our enemy. You're not my enemy. Your wife is not your enemy. Your husband is not your enemy. Your children, oh my goodness, are not your enemy. You asked for them. Do you remember? You prayed and said, Lord, give me children. Here they are. Now they're your enemy. They're not your enemy. <laughs> oh, Lord. We asked for one. We got twins. What in the world? <laughs> but we have this armor. <laughs> we have this armor. Can you see yourself? Helmet of salvation. I know that I know that I'm saved. You can't convince me otherwise. I'm bought and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And my helmet of salvation is what I hold on because it protects my mind. It protects my thought processes. And I know that I know that you can't convince me otherwise that Jesus is not Lord of my life. I'm confident in my salvation. Oh, this is the stuff we get to wear. And then we have this breastplate of righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So what I wear on my chest, and I can boldly stick my chest out and say, God's righteousness is all over me. It protects me. God's righteousness will cause me to walk uprightly. His righteousness. And then you have your loins girded about with truth. You cannot lie to me because the word of God is true. You cannot separate, uh, take God's truth and make it a lie to me because I am wrapped and protected in my loin area by the word of God. Oh, you don't hear me this evening. And then I have my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Oh, my goodness. Everywhere I walk, I walk in peace. Everywhere I walk, I walk in strength. Everywhere I walk, I walk in holiness. Everywhere I walk, I have the good news of Jesus Christ preparing a path and making perfect my way. Everywhere I walk because of these shoes I have on my feet. Oh, my goodness. And then I have the sword of the Spirit. Don't even let me go there. A double-edged sword which cuts between and discerns the very thoughts and the intents of the heart. Oh, my goodness. When I start wielding my sword, oh, my goodness. And you got to see yourself in this stuff. And then there's the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. So the, dart, the devil's firing away, and you're just like, bing, 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 bing. You can't, I mean, you just bing, oh, start to bing, you know, behind it, and just bing, oh, yeah, baby. I, <laughs> you just can't get me. I'm covered. Hallelujah. 
And then we have all prayer with supplication. We have prayer. We have access to the heavens. And so you're standing there with all this stuff on. When I was growing up, it's, uh, we used to say, let's get it on. And I'm not talking about Marvin Gaye, okay? Come back. Come back. Come back. Come on back, you Motown favorites. Come back. It means it, the fight's on. There has to come the time when the enemy comes up and you know how you are protecting and how you're God. I'm talking about access to God. And you're saying, that's enough, devil. This is as far as you go. And then you hear, slink, the sword comes out. Somebody's head's going to roll and it's going to be yours. You can't have my children. You can't have my wife. You can't have my husband. You can't have my life. You can't have my job. You can't have my finance. You cannot have because of who I am and who I represent. Oh, we ought to give God some praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 10.4 says this, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Do you, what, how much more do you want of God? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this to the men, and then I'm going to close. It's time for us to wax bold. Men, it's time for us to swell up. It's time for us to get righteously indignant. You know, listen, my wife is my best friend, and I love her with all my heart. But God didn't design her to stand in front of me. He designed me to stand in front of her. And it's time for us to stand up and be the men of God God has called us to be. You know, we're not weak. We're not shallow. We have access to God. It's time for us to start pulling down what the enemy meant for evil, for us to make it so that God can show that he is good in our lives. And so, man, it's just time. It's time for you to raise up. Listen, I, you know, one of the things I was thinking about this today, I was thinking about the women's conference. And I see, you know, and, you know 400, 500 women strong come out. And they come out and they're interceding for us as their husbands. They're standing in the gap for us. They're learning how to be better wives to us. It's time for us to be better men to them. It's time for us to wax bold for Jesus Christ. It's far time for us to grab a new access to God and use the things that God has anointed us to do as men of God. And, you, know, you know I love men. That's my, that's my heart. But it's just time. How much more of God do you want? The closer you get to him, the more you will, he will show you. How much do you want to see? How much more do you want to know about your heavenly father? And so he says, you have the spirit within you. You have the Holy Ghost. And he can show you the deep things of God. Wouldn't you just like to know one deep thing about God? Just one thing? It takes you just to get closer. It takes you just to draw on that access that is access that is available to you. But it's when we push it aside and say, Lord, no more. I fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. Let me tell you, there's more fighting you left than you'd ever thought.
There's more for you to do than you ever thought possible that you can do. You are not at your limit because all you have to do is draw on the access of God. Draw on the presence of God. How much more do you want? Can you stand to your feet tonight? Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Come on, just praise him a minute. Come on, just bless him a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You want to see miracles in the house of God? You want to see God do some things? Get some access. What you do here should be a reflection of what you're doing at home. It shouldn't just happen here. It should happen even in your home. You want to see miracles here? Let, let God get access to God. Let him do miracles in your house. They'll happen here. I believe, God, we're in a place here at this church that God is getting ready to do some very, very supernatural things. And if you don't have access to God, when you see it, it'll strike you as strange. But it's what God wants to do. He wants people healed. He wants people delivered. He wants people set free. He wants yokes broken off of people. But it will take us to draw on his presence, to access the very throne of God, that he might do those very things in our midst. So it's on us. It's not on God. God is always able to. It's what you're willing to receive from God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for every man, every woman, every child that is in this room, every youth that's in this room, God. We want more. We want access to you, Lord. We want more of your presence. We want more of your love. We want more of your peace. We want more of your grace. We want more of your mercy. We want more of your anointing. We want more of your power. We want more of you, Lord. More of you. And so, Father, we thank you for doing it in each and every person within the sound of my voice. Oh, if that's you, just draw on his presence right now. Just say in your own heart, Lord, I want more. I'm not going to settle for less. Say that with me. Lord, I want more. I'm not going to settle for the less. I'm going to get off the plateau. I'm going to look up, Lord, and I'll notice there's a rope. And I'm going to start to climb again, God. I'm going to climb to the next level, even though it may be turmoil, even though it may be rough. I'm going, God, because I want more. I want more. I want more. Thank you, Lord. And so, Father, we thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ, this more that I'm talking about is available to you. It is just merely you saying, Lord, come into my heart you just gain access to the throne when you say Lord I recognize that I'm a sinner and I need you to forgive me you've just gained access to the kingdom of God amen so if that's you within the sound of my voice if that's you when I count the three I'm just going to ask you to shoot your hand up it's between you and God none of us we just every head bowed every eye closed we're just going to ask you just to shoot your hand up when I count the three. One, two, three. Just shoot your hand up if you, yes, all over the house. Thank you, Lord. So let's just pray this prayer together. Come on. Let's pray this prayer together. Father, in Jesus' name, I want you in my life. I recognize I need you, and I want you. I want you to change me. I repent of my sin. And I ask you to invade my heart. Make me brand new. Lord, that I might have access to you.
in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, can we give those that raise their hand a great praise? Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be in the house of God. It really, really is. We're going to be having baptism outside. If you want to go outside and be a part of that, it's going to be a great time. And uh, thank you for coming out to Calvary. Make sure you hug somebody before you leave. Also, if you... The altar workers will be up here. Those they've been praying for you guys. If you need prayer, just please come to the front. If what was shared to minister to your heart, come on up to the front and let them pray with you. We give you, hey, be dismissed. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.